Welcome to Lacrosse Classified on the LAX All-Stars Podcast Network. Your home for the latest news from the National Lacrosse League and Indoor Lacrosse. Now, let's talk some lacrosse with your hosts, Jake Elliott and Evan Schemenauer. What's going on, lacrosse fans? Welcome back to the Lacrosse All-Stars Podcast Network here on a Tuesday for episode 75 of Lacrosse Classified. Thanks for joining us. My name's Jake Elliott, and my podcast partner, his name is Evan Schemenauer. Let's get him in here right away. Evan, how's it going in Saskatoon? But the snow actually disappeared before the cold came. Like, it was, what, minus 15 this morning. <laughs> but I don't know if you saw there, we facility was out practicing in minus 12. He didn't care. I saw but, that, yes. But a little bit of celebration today. You remember that Ryan Wagner jersey I won in a bet last year. So you saw me when to put it on. Like, it was dead tight just to get it on. Mm. It is a little bit loose now. So down 33 pounds, and it's like, hey, (laughs) it's actually working. 33 pounds, Evan. Uh, That's nothing nothing to sneeze at, man. Way to go. Just uh, keep it it up. I'm a... I'm a little I'm a little off my game I'm going to say here today as we record. I I Monday is is a day that I always religiously work out. I did, have not had my workout yet, Evan. Uh, I've had some major computer issues today. I don't want to get into it too deeply, but uh I'm at I'm all out of sorts. I'm out of my routine and I'm going to have to kind of regroup myself here to to record and then really convince myself <laughs> to do something uh, fitness-wise after this podcast because uh, I, I think that's part of the reason I'm going a little nuts right now is that I didn't get my workout in before mm-hmm. the podcast here. Uh, everything else going okay? Still in in self-isolation there at the <laughs> yeah. Sheminauer household? Well, I mean, Tracy's getting bored, but, you know, for me – the the overtime continues. I know people are asking for those final stats on who you got. I, you know, I'm right now. I'm just working 10, 11 hours a day. Just don't have the time to do it. Yeah, but I mean, maybe we should talk about the NLL schedule. I, I mean, neither of us could be surprised. You know, there's so many logistical problems that uh, you know they had to cancel the regular season. There's no question because. 20% of the players play are from the U.S., ballpark, about 20%. And you can't cross the border right now, so there's no way to do that. you got three teams in New York State. you got one in California. There's no way to cross lines there. So, yeah, I mean, not... play games in July, August, maybe? I don't know. So there's just, just wasn't possible. Yeah, and when you throw, when you get, when you throw those factors in, the borders and in the hotspots with California and New York, you... I mean, there's no, there's no question, and and I, like honestly, I don't think until those those states, cities are ready to go again, I mean, you can't start up in one place and and not start another. Like I don't. Anyway, so the announcement coming out that regular season is done. We'll keep an eye on things 
on on how that goes. Uh, they have contingency plans in place as far as how they want to run a postseason tournament if if it comes to that, if they get the opportunity to do that. So uh, everything's still on the table as far as uh, Commissioner Nick Sakevich goes about completing year 34 of the National Lacrosse League. But again, we're we're all in a holding pattern here, and and I hopefully everybody's doing the right things. Anyways, Evan, uh, lacrosse podcast. I just had to get that off my chest, especially when I'm running a little hot here today. That I do the right things, you know, and this will all be over sooner than later. That goes for everybody. Um, okay, Stampede Tax. Who we had, Evan? Pre '90s bracket. Our final bracket. Four more teams to be entered into the Sweet 16. Uh, Stampy Tack, Western Wears, who you got? March Madness, greatest box lacrosse tourney team of all time. We got to come up with a shorter name for this uh, in the future, Evan. That's way too long. But with uh, with everything going on, the folks at Stampy Tack and Western Wear know that this these are unprecedented times. Everyone is making it through the best they can with their loved ones, staying safe and healthy. Everyone is missing lacrosse, and us uh, and Stampy Tack are as well. We hope to be back sooner than play, sooner than later, all playing and watching the game that we love. Stampy Tack still open for business, Evan. Stampy.ca, where shopping online is still shopping local. You got that flat rate shipping fee, and and like I said, we'll talk to Kevin and and figure out what we're doing for who you got now that we know the regular season is over. Uh, Pre-90s bracket, as we had Steve Holroyd on last week, the historian, and I didn't really realize that we did this, Evan, but we picked against every one of his recommendations. Well, one of us picked against his recommendations every time, and we ended up being right more often than we were wrong. Right. So let's, uh, I mean, again, you got to, I try and pick with what, also what I think, but also what the fans are going to think. And and uh, with everything that has been going on here, Evan, I haven't even had a chance to look at the final votes. I hope you have. Tell I'll, me I'll how, please. Here, one of them was literally one vote difference. Okay, I see you one left one, you left a space blank here. So give and me that's the, the one. Yeah, that is the one with the one vote difference because I gave that to you Sunday night when we didn't know what. That one was going to be. Yeah. All right. So 19. And that one was, well, you can start with that one. And it is the Vancouver Berards. And what was it? I think it was 50.7% to 49.3. Whoa. Berards get past the Tomahawks of Long Island. 1945 Berards move on. They will play the winner of. The 1988 New Jersey Saints up against the 1960. We just threw the entire Green Gales roster or the years. Uh, the seven straight Mentos, of course. They win this one in a landslide, Evan. Green Gales move on. I mean, I'll stick by my pick to say the men would beat the boys, but, you know, it, it was what it was. Uh, what was the final numbers on that vote, Evan? Let me just pull it up. Uh, I think it was upwards of 76, 77% there for the Green Gales. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay, you stand by that pick. Let's 1987 Redmen taking on the 1974 Philadelphia Wings. And this one also, 
Not very close as the 87 Redmen advance. Uh, Young, Gates, Keenan, and the gang there from Brooklyn move on as they get past the Wicks. Yeah, 70% to 30%. So we actually both went against Steve's recommendation. Uh, but you know what? Part of that result was that Brooklyn Redmen got, or now the Brooklyn Lacrosse Club, sorry, yes. got on, on Twitter and started trying to encourage their fans to vote. And it was a close matchup until that happened. Yeah. And that's what changed the. That's what changed the, uh, the outcome. I'm telling the listeners right now, if your team, whether it be the Wings, the Rock, the Bellies, the Shamrocks, whoever, if they're not retweeting this to, out to their listeners, somebody should say, like, hey, uh, our team's in this prestigious tournament right now, and we need all our fans to be participating on this. And it could be the difference. It could be the difference. So the Redmen, now Brooklyn Lacrosse Club, get through into the Sweet 16, and they will take on, Evan, the 1962 New Westminster O'Keefe's as they get past the Olympics. And, you know, this is the interesting thing here. Paul Horn, the new president of the Salmon Bellies, mm-hmm. I was like, Aren't you going? Because he is complaining that they lost the first round. Like, aren't you going to promote it this time to make sure it doesn't happen again? Mm. They didn't. That they squeaked by. You know, even with Steve going on Twitter trying to promote his team. And well, I mean, okay, you know, again, happen. Steve told us it all came down to the mighty dollar back in 1962, and there was no Sam Billy's in '62. It was the New Westminster O'Keefe's, and they won, and they move on to take on. Well, it was the Salmon Bellies. They just changed their name for a few. Well, there you go. So years. there's no yeah. reason they shouldn't be. Uh, they were still the Salmon Bellies. They were just sponsored by O'Keefe's. So Sweet 16 is set, Evan. Uh, let's run through this here quickly, okay? Let's do this quickly. It'll be the Berards, 1945 Berards, taking on the 60s Green Gales. For, this is now to advance to the Elite Eight here. Redmen, 87 Redmen taking on 62 O'Keefe's. 97 Shamrocks against 95 Chiefs. There's a great game. 92 Bandits against 99 Rock. That's that 90s bracket, of course. Now, over on the other side of the bracket here, 2000 and Rock will take on the 2009 Excelsiors. The 09 Roughnecks against the 01 Adnacks. Good matchup there. 2016 Rush against the 2015 Shamrocks. So Shamrock's got a bunch of teams in here because uh, they did some voting. And final game, 2013 Chiefs up against the 2018 Peterborough Lakers. So when it comes down to it here, Evan, a lot of CLA teams advancing here to the Sweet 16. And so what we're doing, the right-hand side, Sweet sixteen this week. Mm, I think we Correct. should. I think we should just do just one one bracket. Stay in one bracket. Well, with eight games, let's stick to four, and we'll go to the teams we haven't talked about in a few weeks. We shall discuss. We shall discuss. <laughs> we are going to be joined by Super Dad, goaltender for Team Canada, goaltender for the Georgia Swarm. 
one of the best in the National Lacrosse League and just a fantastic guy to talk some lacrosse with. Uh, we didn't even mention off the top of the show, Mike Poulin, if you haven't guessed by now, is going to join us here on the other side. Thanks for joining us. Episode 75 of Lacrosse Classified returns right after this. Associated Labels and Packaging, a fun family company that offers premium quality labels and packaging with unparalleled service. With 40 years of experience, an extensive product catalog, and an ever-growing fleet of equipment, Associated Labels and Packaging is the perfect fit to take your labels and packaging to the next level. Hi, it's Gandalf. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified on Lax All-Stars. Welcome back to episode 75 of Lacrosse Classified here on the Lax All-Stars Podcast Network. Jake Elliott, Evan Sheminar with you and you also with you. You just heard right there from Associated Labels and Packaging, focusing on people, ethics, quality, and of course, family-owned. Still open for business down there in Coquitlam. They're cranking out all sorts of products right now for everything that's going on with COVID-19. Find them at Associated Labels and Packaging, ALP as in Labels and Packages. Now join us back on the podcast, uh, goaltender for Team Canada, the Georgia Swarm. It's Mike Poulin back on, super dad, as I'm calling you now, Mike Poulin. Uh, the stay-at-home <laughs> challenge, I'm, I can't get enough of these videos. You're roaming around the house in full-on goalie gear. Uh, you've inspired others on social media to do daily chores and, and household duties in their goalie gear. This is a, a phenomenon that is just catching steam. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, this is this is awesome. Uh, how did this How did this come into your mind to do this? Uh, thanks for having me. I'm happy to be back. Uh, I, I think it's just it really happened organically. I it was only a few days into the the um, you know the working from home or self isolation. You know, it was very early and. And what we're living with right now, and um, we, uh, you know, my kids have always been, you know, interested in, in basement sports. So we always play mini sticks, whether it's hockey or lacrosse or basketball or baseball. And uh, I just thought it'd be funny to like throw up a quick clip. I'll do, you know, I'll run around and and you know it'll be some sort of lacrosse content that can get out there, which uh, you know we're all missing the game right now. So I thought it would just be fun with the boys. And we, you know, we I threw the pads on and, and we did the player introductions. Um, you know, I, you know, I said to my wife, look, the swarm might want something. So, uh, let's just do a few clips right now, but while I've got the gear on, uh, so we shot a few other videos at the same time. I'll be honest. I haven't had it back on yet. It does stink. Uh, so it's, it was, uh, it was short lived in my house, but, uh, but it, it didn't take too long for, for a few videos to come in and, uh, people saying, Hey, we thought that was cool. I got a lot of messages about it. And uh, some young guys were, were doing the same thing. So in talking with uh, Devin from the NLL, uh, it, it just kind of happened. We were, we were discussing, you know, some of the, the kids being inspired. So we threw out this challenge. I've got so much lacrosse gear. Um, you know, it, it's be better off in, you know, being worn by other people. So uh, we just said, hey, throw, you know, throw your gear on, shoot a video. And I didn't think, I didn't know what type of response we were going to get, but within a few days, we, you know, I think we've had, you know, well over 50 videos in just a couple of days of kids from all over, from BC to Ontario, 
uh, to the United States, um, in Alberta and Saskatchewan. Like we've had some great response from, from places where I wasn't expecting it. Uh, so that was one of the cool parts was not just being like a kitchen Waterloo and, and surrounding area, uh, type of thing. It, it really did take off, um, you know, across the whole lacrosse landscape. So that was really cool. Yeah. And I mean, some of these videos that you got in, I think there was one that, uh, guys raking leaves and <laughs> the one that I couldn't believe is cracking the egg with the gloves on. I mean, that had the stink to no end, but which ones were your favorites out of the group? I, I did like that one, um, you know, making cupcakes. It was just hilarious. It was obviously, you know, going for the funny aspect because he's just not worrying about the shell or anything. It's just right in the right in the bowl. Um, I loved seeing a little guy in, in an Orangeville Northman jersey pop out of bed and um, you know brush his teeth and then pretend he's in the shower and go watch lacrosse on TV. Um, there was one where a guy was on. Um, you know, a zip line through his backyard. Uh, and then I saw, you know, some, some beauty ones too, where a guy just finished all the yard work and he's cracking a beer. Uh, obviously an older guy. <laughs> and, uh, um, you know, walking the dog, you get a few strange looks, I'm sure, when they're going around the corner. They're full lacrosse gear. So I appreciate that. Um, actually, when I was in junior, my first year of junior lacrosse, like back when we didn't really know how to train and stuff like that, uh, our, our coach said, Hey, everybody go for this two kilometer run in your gear. And I thought like, Oh, that, you know, you're not, you don't mean me too. Right. He's like, yeah, no, you're going too." So I was running around a block for two kilometers in my full goalie gear. You know, this had been 20 years ago. And I remember getting looks and just thinking to my, I was so embarrassed thinking to myself, this is ridiculous. And I would have been, the embarrassing part was the team was probably a mile ahead of me. But I'm just trucking along right. in my goalie. You're trying. I couldn't even keep. I bucket, couldn't even see the guy. Bucket on too. Mask too. Oh, everything. It oh wouldn't stick. God. It was terrible. And the woody. So, uh, and the woody. So it brought back some memories seeing these guys out for a stroll uh, of how I felt back in the day. So I liked those ones too. Uh, and then I just couldn't believe the ones where the guys were like shoveling snow and riding down the snow hill, and just because <laughs> so sorry for them having to deal with that weather still. Yeah. Uh, speaking with Mike Poulin here, uh, you're going to have to get the gear back on. Uh, by the way, I, 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 it looks like we're going to be roommates on the lacrosse flash uh, pick a house. I don't know if you saw that, but uh, we got lumped in there with Malowski and uh, who else? Dinks I saw there. that. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, well, we'll we'll squat up there. Uh, but if if nobody's ever had the the pleasure of smelling lacrosse gear or gloves in particular that's a, a unique smell like no other like you can't replicate that anyway the uh the best thing is so when we travel you know our gear it stinks it really does it's not easy to wash because typically you know we're sweating and, and you know then we're traveling but a lot of us are coming back to canada in cold weather so it's not like we can just open up our bag throw it on the backyard hose it off and you know and spray some for breeze which you can do in the summer or nice weather it, it, you know, we're opening it up in our garage. Uh, maybe some guys in their basement. Um, my wife would never let me do that. So it's it's just living in there. Uh, so that's that's why. Like it, it's you know we if we hose it down, it's going to freeze, and we're not playing in it the next week. Yeah. Um, so the best is though we. <laughs> it's kind of like you feel sorry for them, but at the same time, an inside joke. You're talking to a few other guys. Like whenever 
um, security agents at airports see our big bags rolling through. They're always interested and they open them up and always gets opened up <laughs> and they just immediately get hit by it. Yeah. And I remember one time being ordered to take, open my trunk and somebody I was crossing the border came around my, my car to, to come see what, you know, what I was bringing into the States and just opening the trunk. They immediately were like, Oh my God. So they, uh, you know, it's become pretty comical in a sense of, you know, we appreciate your service, but uh, you're not going to enjoy what you're about to smell. Now you mentioned your training regiment when you're young, now with an extended layoff and you don't exactly have a gym to hit anywhere in the neighborhood. How do you keep the training up while, you know, we're waiting to see when the next lacrosse game is? Uh, I'm pretty fortunate. Uh, my wife's a personal trainer, and we have a we have a pretty good home gym. So we've got uh, a big <laughs> yeah. cable machine. That'll help. We've, yeah. So we've uh, you know my wife trains out of our out of our basement. Um, I've always been you know been always interested in fitness and staying in shape. Um, so we've got a nice home gym going, and the, the tough part has been finding the time to work out when the three boys are. Uh, um, you know, always wanting to do something and I've, I'm, you know, I'm in sales of, of robotics. So I, I am still working as well, but, uh, my training hasn't, in fact, it's probably, you know, the break I needed to get myself back into uh to good shape because, uh, our, our strength and conditioning coach has been really busy. His name's Shane Olson in Georgia. Um, he's been putting together custom plans for each guy, depending on what they have, uh, what they don't, I know some guys are in apartment buildings. Some guys have nothing. Some guys were able to order stuff off Amazon early or already had a gym. So everybody's in a different scenario, but, um, but we have fortunately, um, technology to track your, you know, your workouts and, uh, your, your effort level, uh, our, our, the swarm bought us all these watches. So we wear them and they track our, our heart rate and they, you know, you can't just say I did the workout. They're actually seeing your output. So <laughs> who's, who's going to pay the price for that the most on the swarm? Exactly. Well, and you know, that was a big part of our early season was, um, you know, you know, we, we'd have some team bonding over, over whose output was the highest uh-huh. in practice or shoot around or working out during the week. So, uh, it can get competitive in a, in a team sport, but, uh, at our level, it's, it's certainly expected. There's no excuses, find a way. And, um, there's so many resources out there online. Now on Instagram, you can find trainers who are always doing bodyweight workouts. No, no excuses for guys getting paid at a professional sport level, but understanding nobody, you know, there's a lot of people out there who don't have the gyms uh, or setups that, uh, that I might, um, you know, there's hopefully some resources they can find because it is so important with mental health and physical strength to be able to take an hour out of your day and just do something productive, like um, getting some exercise in. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, uh, I've been, I've been kind of searching YouTube and doing the body weight ones, for the last month or so. The only problem with me, Pilly, is I'm, I'm 285. So the body weight, I'm like, when uh, they're asking me to do burpees and stuff, man. It's just, oh, like, yeah. it's not, you know, like, come on. I'm, uh, I'm not there That's, yet, but I, I, I modify. I modify. I did this, I did this program a few years ago. It was like the Sean T insanity. Yeah. And uh, it was a body weight, you know, cardio fitness exercise. And I thought, you know, this is really going to help. About two days in, my knees were just pounding. It's six no, five or it's six no two, and always dropping it's up and no down. Joke, I couldn't man. do it. Yeah, it's no. So joke. yeah, you really need to just not, you know, you don't just do what the computer is telling you to do, or what a fitness person who's never actually met you. I think that's one of the important things of having a trainer as a wife. Yeah. Uh, I've understood is they can't just send you a program that's custom for every, or, um, 
that's designed for anyone. Like, you know, I, I hunch forward the way, way I, so I, the way I play lacrosse. Um, so I've got, you know, that, that spine, you know, it, it moves forward a bit. And so it's important for me to do strengthening of my upper back. And, um, you know, my wife understands that and she can really help me with those things. But I, I only bring that up because, yeah, just like you said, it's, um, it's not one size fits all when it comes to yeah. exercise. Everyone has different sizes. Got to do what works Don't for just you. Do, yeah, exactly. Um, I, I, I know you guys got these watches, which I think is super cool that, that John went out and did that for you guys. I won't ask you to, to throw you, throw anyone under the bus on, on who's down at the bottom of the charts, but when it comes to the Georgia Swarm and fitness, I would think Lyle's probably at the top of the list. Uh, who are some of the other guys on, on Georgia that, that go off the charts when it comes to the fitness stuff? Yeah, Lyle's, Lyle's he's ridiculously in shape. Um we've got some young guys that are just, you know, you can see they're still, they've just burned off the baby fat. Like Ryan McSpadgen doesn't have a, an ounce of fat on his body. He's always, um, you know, killing it. And, uh, Shane Jackson and Brian Cole, they just live and breathe lacrosse. So they take, they take their physical, uh, performance so seriously. So they're always near the top. Um, we did a contest at the beginning of the year. Uh, everybody like this is even before training camp guys who were drafted guys who were coming to camp. Here's, you know, here's a, a fitness test. And I think it surprised everyone when Shane Jackson was at the top, but huh. he just, he lives and breathes the game. So, you know, he, he works extra hard. Um, I'm trying to think who else we've got a really, we do have a really in shape team, Joel white, yeah. like that. If you, if like, if I found a, like a genie's bottle and they said like, Hey, you can make a wish. I'd be like, I want Joel white's body. That guy is in shape. Uh, he, he's absolutely cut. So he's always, you know, near the top when it comes to fitness. Um, yeah, there's, it, it, it's a pretty well-rounded team. We've got some big, strong guys and then we've got some, you know, cardiovascularly yeah, uh, yeah. gifted guys as well. But that that's usually the top of the heap right there. Now you're sitting at seven and five from the regular season, you know, an unusual three game losing streak for the swarm, but some nice runs as in there as well. You'd be the number five C in the playoffs at this stage. Give me your assessment of the season so far. To be honest, disappointing. Um, seven and five, we're still above 500 and in a playoff position, you know, in normal circumstances, but, uh, on paper, I think coming into the season, we had some very high expectations and, um, for whatever reason, I just, I, I felt we, we didn't really play a full 60 minute game. Uh, you know, we lose to New York. We were dominating them for three quarters. We were beating Colorado for three quarters. We lose that one, uh, so back and forth with Calgary. I mean, we showed some great play being able to come back in that one after I had a bad start and um, Orleman came in and played fantastic. So we, we showed glimpses of, of what we can be, but in our losses, we just, you know, it was very frustrating. I think the one uh, Buffalo really took it to us. And that was, you know, that was the only one loss that we, you know, we've really lost uh, Colorado. We were leading most of the way, New York, we were leading most of the way. Um, you know, Calgary was back and forth and Philly, we were, we were up seven, one. So, I mean, if you look at it that way, we could be 11 and one. Um, but that's, you know, that's just how it goes. I just think the funny thing about this sport is, is, you know, you're never out of a game. We had a comeback win. We, we blew some leads and that's just evidence of that. But, um, the, you just need to be going at the right time. 
and teams have shown that that come playoffs look at calgary last year they had an average start to the season and then they got hot and uh and with our squad and and you know our coaching staff and and you know the Arlottas, we we believe and we care about each other and we want to win and i think i feel like we had what it takes to get hot down the stretch and, and win a championship um you know obviously this sucks that we didn't get a chance to to finish off that regular season and go that route but hey if, if there is a way that we can have some sort of playoffs uh a quick training camp uh, to get us you know on the same page again um even just the weekend and then whatever how many whatever they choose to do uh i i think nobody would be excited seeing that if the place play the georgia swarm but uh, to say that we'd be happy with our seven and five regular season that'd be a lie because i really think we're more of a 10 and 2 type of team we just you know we didn't close the deal on games we should have well i'll tell you what mike i I think uh this this break may benefit you more more than most i mean you played a a ton of lacrosse uh over the the course of the last calendar year and and you being a bit of an older guy i would have to think that that's played a factor and and you getting a little break here i think is going to be good for you and and the swarm and and i guess my last question here for you will be with you being an established veteran in the league now and and what you knew kind of coming into the league and and what you know now what are the differences both mentally and and physically how you approach a game great question um i think when i first came into the league i was just so in awe of the guys ahead of me who were playing that you know Bob Watsons and Steve Dietrichs and Pat O'Toole's and Cosmo and like I, I never envi- I never saw myself as as being you know having what they had or being you know a capable goalie. So I was just in awe and happy to be there, and I wasn't you know pushing or or um, you know driven the way I should have been. Whereas when I look now and you see veteran goalies, uh, you know being you know their jobs taken by younger guys or younger guys just coming in right away and being stars like Del Bianco and, and Ward did a few years back. Um, you know, you look at the talent coming in now, the Orleans, uh, Hartley, um, you know, there's some really good young goalies and I'm sure that they have that mentality of, I want to play and I'm not just content. And then, uh, you know, physically it, it I, I only started to really get into training when I, when I was backing up in uh, Toronto, my, my ex-coach, Corey Holman, was a gym rat, and he took me under his wing and, and got me into it. So, um, you know, physically, I, I'm still pretty much the same size, but it's the mental side of confidence and um, of, of saying, like, hey, I should be in there. And, and you know, I want to be the guy versus saying, like, hey, you know, holy crap, what, what you know, Watson might be off a little bit tonight. So now I'm nervous because it's Bob Watson. And, um, you know, I, I might not have had that, that confidence or, or push to, to be the guy, um, as a young goalie. Whereas now I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm more confident than ever. Um, uh, you know, my numbers this year, it's funny. I looked, uh, I never really look at numbers during the season. I usually review them after, but all the time we've had, I've, I've glanced at them and they're kind of up there for my career. And I'm still far down on the list of the league average crazy year for goalies amazing yeah yeah that was going to be my question is that you know you're you know 10.15 normally is enough to win the title and you know this has been the year of the goalie with 
ridiculous goals against averages. What has changed that you see these numbers now that we've never seen in years? A few things. Coaching is really good across the board, um, and goalies are – you have a, a better blend of blockers and uh, movers. So, like, a guy like Doug Jamison, who's a big guy, but he moves really well. Uh, I'd say a similar thing with, you know, with Zach Higgins takes up some good net, but he moves extremely well. And um, and then you have situations where, like, Toronto and, uh, and Buffalo, where the def- defense – is playing a system that is coached and ingrained in them. And the goalie just knows exactly what to expect and where to go and what, what's coming. It makes it, it makes it very hard for offenses. Like um, it's not as wide open as it used to be in, in, uh, in terms of transition. Uh, you know, I don't know what the league is going to do. Usually when the goalies are, are dominating the way they are, the league finds a way to Let's go back to three lines. Let's go back to three lines, man. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. So they're going to do something to, to, to open it up. I'm sure because, um, you know, we all love this game and it's super exciting, but, uh, <laughs> the, the goals are, are, are you know, they, they go want goals and the goalies. Rating. Yeah. The goalies yeah. are always the ones that suffer. Mm-hmm. They have bigger nets, smaller pads. Uh, yeah. and, you, you and, and I'm not against it. I really, I'm not against smaller pads and bigger nets, whatever they want to do. But as long as the goalies are safe, a few yeah. years ago, they, they tried to make us wear different pads and they were terrible. Right. Um, and that didn't even make it through the second weekend of training camp. Cause after the first weekend, everyone was all bruised and beat and up. So yeah. they can do whatever they want. Um, you know, as long as goalies are safe, I think it's a good idea, but uh, you know, coaches will adjust and, and they'll find a way. Uh, we, we don't have any slow, like New Jersey devils play the trap type of, of systems, but, uh, but it just shows like goalies are athletic and they know what their defense is doing. They're comfortable and yeah. transition needs to be more of a, an impact. And, and I think the other thing that you're seeing is like power plays. Um, you know, it used to be like 75% clip was normal that teams were scoring, but man short and goalies have, have tightened that up too, where, um, you know, 50% is more realistic at sometimes. So it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens to increase transition, I think. And, uh, you know, some, somehow find a way to, well, to bring us uh, back to reality. It's always the ever evolving game, right? Defense catches up to offense. Offense finds a way to get past the defense. I think you know, like, and not to get off on it, but even in the last year, maybe year and a half, two years, we've seen the defensive strategy change from that take away the top side, steer him down the boards kind of defense it's it's kind of molded into a bit of a hybrid zone almost so we can talk about that another another day another time mike uh, really appreciate you making a little time here on lacrosse classified for us and always a pleasure talking lacrosse with you keep that content keep the fans entertained man and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you back out on onto the turf uh, down there in georgia absolutely guys thank you very much for having me that was thank you, Mike. That was Mike Poulin, goaltender for the Georgia Swarm, and and one of those guys, Evan, that you got to put on the list as as one of our best guests and guys that we just love talking lacrosse with. Yeah, I, I could listen to him for another half hour, and you know, just a unique perspective on the game. And one thing maybe to mention, we talked about. I think it was Dylan Ward mentioned this that 
a 9-8 lacrosse game is like a perfect game that a 17-15 game has too many stoppages. Yeah. So I hope the league doesn't actually make any changes. No, I, I kind of agree with that. I like that 11-9, 10-8 uh, kind of wheelhouse as far. I think that helps the flow and all the rest of it. And you know it's not a penalty-filled game either. Okay, Evan, let's get to break here on episode 75. And coming back in quarter number three, we're going under review. And we got your quick sticks for you as well. Keep it right here on the Lacrosse All-Stars Podcast Network. A Vancouver Warriors game at Rogers Arena sounds like this. Jones shoots and he scores! Diving effort from Mitch Jones. Nothing's monotone. Lee and Beers go crashing into the crease. Nothing's boring. Now we're going to have a fight. It's the captain squaring off. And at Vancouver Warriors games, loads up. Nothing's offside. Tries a shot and he scores! Experience it for yourself. Vancouver Warriors tickets are available now. Tickets starting from 1995. Visit VancouverWarriors.com tickets today. Hey, this is Derek Keenan, head coach and GM of the Saskatchewan Rush. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified on the LAX All-Stars Podcast Network. All right, lacrosse fans, we are back. Episode 75. That was Mike Poulin. Great conversation there. By the way, Evan... Uh, I don't know if you heard Mike say it or not. Another great question. The ding by yours truly. I am absolutely smashing you in that little contest. Yeah, I have the lead for a while, and I haven't had one in a long time now. And I've had like five. Uh, two in, in one uh, one question. I got good questions. I, I don't know if you picked up on that last week. Yeah, and uh I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I had like a 3-1 lead off the hop, and I don't think I've had one since. Mm. All right. Just want to uh, make mention of that. Uh, It's time to go under review. It's time for Under Review, presented by G. Wilson Construction. Each week, Jake and Evan answer a listener's question or break down an unusual call that happened in a game. The challenge flag has been thrown, so now it's time to take the matter under review. Under review brought to you by G. Wilson Construction, an award-winning firm with a single focus, building fine custom homes. Trust me, that's exactly what they do at G. Wilson Construction. I've seen it up close and personal. Some spectacular work done by G. Wilson Construction. Check them out at gwilsonconstruction.com. Maybe start your career in construction. Okay, Evan, we had a submission over the course of the week. Um, You want to lay this out on on where we're going with under review this week? Yeah, it's from Travis Pilon, the infamous uh, penalty box uh, antagonizer there in Saskatchewan. Rush super fan. Yeah. The the question was, does this year count at, towards the players' contracts? And do you know we didn't have a full season? How does that play out? So I actually went and talked to the PLPA, and you know let's let's find out the correct answer. And the correct answer is yes, this season does count in full towards any players' contract. And if wow. you're in the final year of your contract as of now on july 31st you are a free agent or a restricted free agent or what have you 
So for now, nothing has changed. Now, that's not to say the PLPA and the league won't work something out between now and then. Yeah, like what if the league starts on July 31st? Like the season resumes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I I think you'll probably see, like, say, uh, an extension to include the playoffs, right? Like that's all we can see. But um, for now, this counts. And, you know, players could become free agents. There it is. That's all there is to it. Pretty straightforward under review on that one. If you have any suggestions for us, feel free. And if you have any guests that you want to hear from as well, feel free to make those suggestions. Uh, we're always all ears at Lax Class. At Lax Class, if you want to send us a tweet and let us know. If you have something you want us to take a, under review or if you, if you want to hear from somebody on the podcast that may be we haven't talked to yet. Um, quick sticks here, Evan. Playoff formats. Uh, the eight teams, if they do decide to go with eight teams into the postseason, should it resume? Do you want to lay out the matchups for this? So as of right now, it would be, I believe, New England versus Philadelphia, the one versus eight. The two seven is the Rush and the Bandits. The three six would be uh, okay. Well, give me a second. Colorado Halifax. and Halifax. Halifax playing Colorado and Toronto and Georgia in a four five matchup. Wow. Uh, <laughs> you know, and the way it works as well is that the winner of the two seven and three six play one another in the semifinals. There's no reseeding in the second round. Mm, interesting. Interesting. So teams like Cal defending champions, if it were to begin, would be out of the playoffs, San Diego, not making the playoffs. They did last year. Uh, who else? Rochester, New York are out. Is that it? One more. Yeah, well, here's the interesting thing. Okay. Let's go back to the very last game of the regular season which was Colorado-Rochester. Colorado's down 7-2 or 7-1, something like that. And they mount that crazy comeback. Mm. If Colorado loses that game, Calgary's in the playoffs. Wow. It's the way she goes. Uh, We'll see how that plays out. Uh, What else do I got here for quick sticks? I want to give a quick shout-out to my man Sakani Baker once again. He's been tweeting up a storm a little bit lately, and – uh, with everything that was going on with my computers, I was kind of shuffling files around and just kind of realized how many beats and, and stuff Sakani has provided the show. And check his stuff out at Sakani Baker if you want to check out his beats at SoundCloud. He's got some real good stuff. And uh, any music that you hear on the program comes courtesy of him. Uh, don't forget the 7 p.m. cheer, Evan. I don't know if you've started this in Saskatoon yet. Get out on your decks at 7 p.m. and salute the first responders and the healthcare workers and the essential people. Uh, all of it uh, at 7 p.m. every night. Get out on your deck. Make some noise. I want to bring up season awards. I want to put plant that seed in your head, Evan. I want to do that next week. We should probably go through season awards. I still hope they hand these out. Um I know it sucks to do it after a half a year, but I still think the guys that were having the years should be recognized. You mentioned who you got standings. You'll get to it when you can get to it. Uh, Hopefully it's sooner than later so everybody can kind of see how they ended up and we'll figure out what's happening with Stampede and prizes and all that sort of stuff. 
I don't know what Brandon Glasheen is doing, but he's shaved off his eyebrows, Evan. It looks super creepy. I can't wait to get on uh, the next No Talk or, <laughs> excuse me, All Talk No Action uh, and, and have a word you know, with, with Brandon Glasheen. What, what you guys with your suits there for no t- All Talk No Action. But let's t- the one thing we should talk about we haven't talked about yet is your TikTok video. Oh yeah, it's on the list here. A uh, Jenner challenged me to to do a TikTok. It took a while to kind of find the right one. Uh, Danny gave me a hand filming, uh, but I thought it 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 turned out pretty well. Uh, the people seem to like it, especially the ladies. Evan, I'm not going to lie, a lot of positive comments on on my TikTok. What was your uh, your opinion. Although, you, like, I know, I, I'm glad that, I mean, you did it. It was done in, what, five or six seconds? And that's all it really needs to be because unless you're going to be Micah Kersey that can pull off these crazy dance moves for a couple of minutes, that's all you really need. Yeah, I there's no chance I'm doing uh, what a Kersey's doing. But uh, found one, got it done, check that one off the list. Uh, you can you can find <laughs> You can find me on TikTok at PXP for Sports. I don't know if I'm doing any more, but uh, I'm out there now anyways. Lastly here on Quick Sticks, uh, condolences go out to the Chisholm family. Hall of Famer Bill Chisholm passing away recently, uh, former standout uh, with the Berard. So uh, rest in peace to Canadian Lacrosse Hall of Famer Bill Chisholm. Is that uh, – you yep. got anything else for Quick Sticks, Evan? I think that's it for me. Yes, I do. Yeah, it's the Alberta All right. lacrosse uh, with the RMLL. And what they've announced is that, in effect, all minor lacrosse is done. All provincials are done in Alberta. And the RMLL is, in effect, done. They may look at a revised July-August schedule, but for now, it looks like Junior A, Junior B is not going to happen in Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba. Tough news there, and and I think probably more similar news from other provinces and levels and leagues to to follow here in the next couple of weeks as we continue to try and flatten the curve here. Uh, thankfully, BC ahead of most other provinces when it comes to that, but I just don't know if that's going to make a difference for the entire country or what? We'll just have to wait and see how it plays out. And I just hope everybody continues to do what they're supposed to do to, to help that cause. Evan, that's it for quarter three. What do you got? No, I was just going to say, like, baseball's looking at an alternative to actually get their season going. Yeah. But baseball's not a contact sport. No. Right? And, I, and I just I think you're just asking for trouble trying to come up with these workaround. I, I don't know. Another time, another topic, another day. Evan, let's get to break and come back. Who you got on the other side? Episode 75 of Lacrosse Classified returns after this. Pure Vital Labs is proud to bring you the highest quality sports supplements on the market. PVL products are 100% all natural with no artificial flavors, colors, or sweeteners. And the entire line is also informed choice certified. We designed all our products with the athlete in mind. We look forward to being a part of your athletic achievements, helping you push the bar higher, win at the highest levels, and set personal records for years to come. Hey, this is the captain of the Calgary Roughnecks, Dan McCray, and you're listening to Lacrosse Classified on Lax All-Stars, growing the game one podcast at a time. 
Back on quarter four of lacrosse classified. No more breaks here. Thanks to the Vancouver Warriors. Uh, Mike Mallory's birthday, by the way, today. Happy birthday to Mal's. Find the Vancouver Warriors at VancouverWarriors.com where nothing's offside. At NLL Warriors on Twitter and Instagram as well. If you need to get a hold of somebody, 604-899-4625. As uh, our friends at the Vancouver Warriors still putting out the content there at VancouverWarriors.com. And I know they are eager to, to get back to business, as are we, Evan. Well, I mean, uh, you know, season tickets hopefully you go up for sale in a month or so. And, you know, we're going to go on, a, <laughs> there'll be a whole nother push sales pitch. And there's going to be a lot of people with some credits and whatnot because it appears that most teams that have season ticket holders are transferring credit from one season to another. Yeah, and I bet you they're going to have some new season ticket holders. I like I I went to um, a job interview. I don't know if I told this story or not, but I went to I went to an interview for the city, and it was kind of a group interview and. I did a little lacrosse presentation, and and a girl there was like, oh, lacrosse. She goes, I just went to my first uh, Warriors. Have you ever been to a Warriors game before? (laughs) And I was like, yeah, I've been to a Warriors game. So anyways, the Warriors, Matt Beers and the boys went into her school. She's an elementary school teacher, put on the the display, did the lacrosse 101, and she was a teacher. So her and her husband went to the Warriors game along with a bunch of other kids, uh, and now she went out, bought a stick, Instant Warriors fan, going to be a season ticket holder next year. And that's just one of the, the many stories that I, I really think, like, the going into schools, that's – they're doing a great job of that, getting in contact with communities that – like, she had no idea about the sport before that happened. Well, like many people say, you just need to get a person to the arena once. And if they're not entertained, then something's wrong. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, Evan, let's do it. It's time for who you got. Evan, who you got? Jake, who you got? 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 And of course, Stampede Tax, who you got? Brought to you by Stampede Tax and Western Wear. And as we all do our part to fight COVID-19 and work our way back to normal one day, we know there are still some things that you may need to get to get you through these times. If you need workwear or anything else, please remember Stampede Tack and Westernware is open 24-7 online at stampede.ca or you can call 1-800-745-5511 and they will try and help you out the best they can under these working conditions. Thank you for all your support, lacrosse fans, and we look back forward to being back on the floor again with you all very soon one day. And again, a big thank you goes out to all the frontline workers, the essential workers, grocery clerks, drivers, warehouse workers, first responders, everybody doing their part to help fight this nasty virus. And that means it's all that much more important for people like us to do our part to help those people. All right, we debated during the commercial break, Evan, on how we were going to proceed. We are going to do it your way and do one side of the bracket now. Let's call it the north side because I'm staring to the west right now. The north side of the bracket, 2000s and the 2010s bracket here, Evan. So four matchups to go. 
We recapped it in the opening, but we'll do it again here. 2000 Toronto Rock taking on the 2009 Brampton Excelsiors. Both these teams, of course, the Rock winning the NLL title, Excelsiors winning the Man Cup, what is regarded as the best Man Cup ever. 2000 Toronto Rock, that star-studded roster. Evan, Excelsiors and the Rock, who you got? You know, that Rock team was just so unbelievable back then. You know, I can't possibly, because I'm trying to remember how many titles they won early in their years in the NLL. I got to take the Rock. I am going to take the Excelsiors here. Sean Williams, Colin Doyle, Josh Sanderson, Cosmo in goal. This uh, was loaded. This 2019 Dan Dawson also on that roster. Think about that, Evan. Sean Williams, Dan Dawson, Colin Doyle, Josh Sanderson, all on the same roster. I you, take... you just spent about 12 bucks of your uh, lax flash. <laughs> right yeah, right, there. right. Exactly, exactly. I'm taking the 09 Excelsiors to beat the 2000 Toronto Rock. Now, 09 Roughnecks taking on the 01 Adnax here. Evan, who you got? Tough, tough one. Oh. Elliot, Ogilvy, Coyle yeah. going up against that 09 yeah. Koleski, Sanderson. Mm-hmm. Give me the Adnex. Oh, there it is. Of course, I am taking the 2001 Adnex as well. I think that's going to be a real tight vote there. Roughnecks against the Adnacks. We'll see how it plays out. Evan and I both taking Coquitlam there. Two down, two to go. 2016 Saskatchewan Rush. That was the Cornwall. 12 seconds left. The sweep over Buffalo. Taking on the 2015 Shamrocks. Corey Small, the MVP, getting past Peterborough in six games, Evan. Rush and Rocks, who you got? That defensive unit on that Rush team would absolutely neutralize this Shamrocks team. Got to take the Rush. Oh, neutralize. Neutralize, he says. I'm taking the Rush as well. I think they win that game. I don't know if they neutralize them, but I think they do win a one-game showdown against Victoria. So give me the 2016 Saskatchewan Rush. No doubt about it. One more game to go. 2013 Chiefs against the 2018 Lakers. So you ask me who you got? Who you got? <laughs> this is an easy one. That Lakers team was so loaded. You can't vote against them. It's the Lakers. Lakers for me as well. I'm not sure I've ever seen a roster that star-studded. I think they're going deep. That 2018 Lakers team. Recapping, you got the 2000 Rock. I got the 09 Excelsiors. We both got the 01 Adnex to beat the Roughnecks. We're both taking the 2016 Rush to beat the Shamrocks. And we're both taking 2018 Lakers to beat the Chiefs. Sweet 16. Elite 8 on the horizon. Evan will post up the votes on Lax Class. Make sure you get your votes in. Yep, it should be up on later on Monday night. So you got about five, six days to get them in, but 
Get him in quickly before you forget about him. Takes 10 seconds. You teams out there, start retweeting. Get your support in as well. That's going to do it here for Episode 75. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back next Tuesday for Episode number 76. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. Find Lacrosse Classified. Hit that subscribe button. Maybe send out a review as well if you got some extra time on your hands like many of us do right now. Stay home. Stay away from people. Wash your hands. Do all that sort of stuff as well, Evan. Let's get through this together. Big thanks to Mike Poulin for coming on the program. Our sponsors, of course, who continue to sponsor the podcast, continue to support them which helps this podcast keep moving. Stampy Tack and Westernware, the Vancouver Warriors, Associated Labels and Packaging, G. Wilson Construction. Finally, don't forget to take advantage of the promo code from our friends at Pure Vital Labs at Lacrosse Classified 20. Lacrosse Classified 20 promo code. Get 20% off all PBL products. Follow Evan at Shemlax. Follow me at PXP for Sports. And we will talk to you next Tuesday. Thanks for listening for the fastest game on two feet and for the creator we'll talk to you next time on Lacrosse Classified on the Lax All-Stars Podcast Network.